And so I felt rather than feeling not enough in that situation, I felt overwhelming love. And, and then I felt a desperate need to um, reach out to my birth mother and tell her, thank you for that love. But also to reach out to this poor girl on the hospital bed beside me and say, do not feel bad. And I told her I was adopted and that I wouldn't have been given the life that I had without that opportunity. And that it was the most, it was the most noble thing that she could be doing. And, and it took incredible strength and incredible love to do that and to never carry a burden of um, feeling guilt for that decision. And she just bawled. She was so thankful. And I thought, Oh my God, I can't imagine being in that spot and, and, being put through that and feeling horrible. And it it felt almost like God put us in that same room together because she really needed to know it was Mm. okay. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of interesting. And here's something, here's something that is uh, like we, you, we were talking about, you had all the papers uh, from your birth mom or from Mm -hmm. the adoption uh, papers. So we had, we had some, both both my brother and myself had an envelope and it it had a little bit of information but never anything that really um that I really understood right or or cared to understand when I was younger and um I did actually find my birth mother which was quite interesting but um when I I'll back it up a little bit when I was in high Mm -hmm. school there was this uh, beautiful blonde-haired gorgeous girl who is just had a a big heart and she sat in front of me in social studies class and her name was Diana and I had this undescribable urge and almost jealousy for Mm -hmm. her name I was like oh I wish I was Diana so Mm -hmm. years later and, and it was weird because that's not that's not how I that's not how I operate. Right. But it, it was just this com- compulsion towards the name Diana. And uh, mm-hmm. years later, I looked up um, on mm-hmm. the internet. It was quite rudimentary at the time, but I, I started having after my son and daughter were born, I, I felt compelled to reach out to my birth mother somehow, if it was possible to say thank you. And um so I went online and at that time it wasn't Google, it was some yeah. other search engine. And you could type, you could type in, I think what I typed in was um, uh, adopted daughter searching for biological oh, okay. mother. And, and so what came up on the screen was like pages, thousands of pages of um, I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with it, but it was like, Uh, wanted ads you know like in the newspaper where you have the wanted section and it was just thousands and thousands and thousands of messages of people wanting looking for this I was born on this day I know I have three brothers I know I have three sisters I know my birth mother was somewhere in Ontario like you know like tons of these different things and I thought oh it's like looking for a needle in a haystack I'll never find it. So I, I went to bed, I left it alone. I said, ah, forget it, went to bed. And then I woke up the next day. And I thought, 
I'm going to try it again. So this time I, I typed in the same thing. And instead of all of those, uh, you know, missing person ad and mm -hmm. trying to connect ads, it, it, it was um, a website came up called Kindred okay. Pursuits. And I thought, huh, what's this? Because it's different, mm -hmm. you know. And so I, I went to that website and it asked you for uh, mm -hmm. your name your birth, the, your birth date and your place of birth and your sex. And yeah, I put that in and two matches wow. came up and I thought, Oh, what's this? And at first I'm still not believing that I'd be able to find it. So I, I went in and I clicked on it and it was, uh, they kind of seemed connected somehow, but I was confused. They were looking for, I didn't know whether the the person's name was the person who posted or, and it was like Diana Lynn Branch. And then uh, another sister was looking. And then I realized when it was a sister, oh my goodness, she's looking for Diana Lynn Branch. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I realized, okay, these two people are looking for the same person. And I clicked on their ad just to find mm -hmm. out more information. And it, it stated the hospital. And it was the same hospital that oh, I was built, wow. born at. And, and so my, uh, my adopted dad, my brother, and myself were all born at the same hospital. And I wasn't 100% sure if it was the same one. So I yeah. phoned my, my dad and said, Dad, mm -hmm. where, where were we born? And he told me, and I said, oh, my God. I think I found my birth mother because out of, you know, this is 1969. I'm 51 now, but in 1969, I figured how many little girls were given up for adoption in that hospital yeah. on that day. Yeah. It, it has oh. to be me. And so, so I was like, Holy cow. I still didn't understand this Diana Lynn or whatever. So I sent a message to, uh, it was the mother in the ad and said, um, I think I might be your, your daughter. <laughs> and so we had, yes. we had a telephone conversation and she had, she had a list of <laughs> questions for me. And this is, this is, this is interesting because I didn't realize that she had access to Ooh. so much information about me. So she had, she had, um, uh, when I was in junior high, mm -hmm. so grade eight and nine, somewhere in around that age, she had requested information from the government about uh, non, it's called non-identifying information about me. So she could find out about my well-being. She could find out uh, about my likes and interests and how good I was doing in school. If I had any health issues, what my parents roughly did for a living um and and what sports i liked which kind of felt yeah, a little bit this invasive feels a little because bit, somebody i don't know i don't like it that much to be honest somebody feels no a bit no and weird. somebody at some spooky, spooky. Yes. Well, yeah it's creepy because then i'm thinking i'm thinking while i was going about my everyday life as yeah. a teenage girl somebody was from the government was actually yes. gathering this yes. information on me 
because she had requested it. And so someone was spying. And I thought that's a total invasion of, of my privacy. Although I'm sure and I know my birth mother really appreciated having that information. And it was, um, you know, from her heart that she was looking. But at the same time, I think, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, you had no, the government, this, this woman, you, mom, go ahead and, and search for that information. But the government to come in and invade my privacy like that was mm. terrifying. But anyway, she had, so she, she asked me all of these questions based on the non-identifying information yeah. that she got. And I was like, yeah, that's me. Wow. That's me. And but how did it, so stop, it, stop, stop, stop. it was, uh, uh, how did it, it feel? I mean, what, what was happening with you at that time? Do you remember your feelings? And, and... Mm. I, I was a little bit uh, yeah. amazed and my, my, mm. my intention was like, I, I told, I, I think my intention changed because it started out, I just want to find my birth mother mm. to say thank you and to let her know she made, she made a wonderful choice. And, um, and then it shifted because I never considered that somebody who gave me up for adoption would actually be open to um, meeting me, be open to a mm. relationship with me. And so I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that end of it. And I did, I did learn from her that she gave up two other girls okay. as well, both older than me. And those, those two girls had the same father, which she was not married to, and it was an affair. And so he was married to somebody else. And she had uh, two daughters through him. And then myself um, was a different dad. And she said, you know, she said to me, well, um, I always felt like, children need a mother and a father and I knew I wasn't going to be with the father and we weren't going to be married so I gave it up for adoption and I do believe that yeah, there's more to it than seems. that mm -mm, mm -hmm. um, but uh, and she said and yes you did need your parents uh, permission to mm. be on birth control at that time and I thought no and that doesn't ring true either because mm. she was an no. adult she wasn't a teenager. She was in, in her 20s when she gave me up. So mm, I'm not buying that, but that's okay. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, and you never know but, what's uh, behind I've the since, in, you know, the persons. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And, and and whatever, because there is no judgment to me, she she yeah. did the best that she could do in that moment. And and um, she has since adopted, um, well, she had a, a, she got married after the three of us were given up for adoption, she got married and she had a, a daughter with her husband and who she has kept. And, um, and then she adopted, I oh, believe okay. two children um, who had um, special needs. Uh, they had fetal alcohol syndrome. And I found it intriguing that in our conversation, she, one of the first things that she wanted to know from me health-wise was do you have any developmental disabilities oh. do you have you know anything and so I I kind of think she was probably a partier and drinking and you know and worried all this time carrying that guilt and worrying that if she'd given birth to special needs children who were affected from her alcohol use 
And so she devoted her life to helping, um, you know, after she had her, her daughter, she devoted her life to fostering children who had fetal alcohol oh, syndrome okay. Okay. and then to adopting two of them. And so, um, you know, she was quite relieved to know that, no, I didn't have any issues. So at least I don't think I do anyway, but um, no, no. yeah, it was, it was so interesting. So I'd met, I met, met her and, and we, at the time there was a, like, it's right now, you know, you and I chat on WhatsApp and, and there's all these different things, but at the time, when we connected, there was only one, uh, one sort of platform and it was really new and it was like incredible high tech mm -hmm. that we could do that. But we, we spent quite a few evenings just, just chatting, you know, getting to know each other a little bit, not as mother daughter, but just as people. And, um, and I enjoyed that, but I really had no for more. desire for no mm. uh, further for further connection and she it's kind of funny because I do I have always wondered about my my history my my heritage my you know traditions and all that kind of stuff and and also you know is there any illness in family I was tired of going to family doctors and they'd say well does this run in your family and I'd say I don't know I'm adopted I don't know I'm adopted I don't know my history I'm adopted so that kind of stuff was was important. Yeah, we are so but because I when never I was I ne questioning her. I used I never. Um, it it has never bothered me. Separated bothered the two. I bet you just said no. Nope. That was the only. But it was more like knowing how long I was going to be, my length, and I was like devastated because they they said, mm -hmm. "Okay, you're ad adopted, and we don't know, so maybe you will not be that much taller." <laughs> And I was like, okay. Was like, <laughs> Isn't that so? Kind of, I don't know, Isn't... with inches, and, and uh, we have centimeters, but uh, yeah. I think I grew like five centimeters uh, more. So they were basically right. But, <laughs> but in terms of doctors, you know, with, with med medical, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting that that would be what bothered you. Yeah. You know, I, I want to know how tall I'm going to be. But it's it's the small things like that that we, especially in families where you're so loved and you're so, it, it's such a natural. Yeah. It's all we've ever known. It's just natural to us. You know, my, my, mm. my adopted mm. mother, she's yeah. my mom, period. You'll, you know, and, and we've always thought of it that way. So it's when those little, little things that come up that you go, it, yeah, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And I, I wish I knew. I don't know. You know? In terms and it doesn't of happen very often. The history and medical and stuff like that. I'm, I'm also kind of person who never worries, not much. So I'm more like, yep, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm. This is good right now. And um, I don't know if something appears, then I need to, to deal with it. But I'm, I'm not the kind of person who, yeah, who goes around yeah. and and worry a lot um so maybe that's also something that mm -hmm. i don't know uh because i don't and i never have um yeah no yeah. and and it doesn't I even matter do right like, about it. i mean if i i mean if it was ill or sick no. uh i will have to face it then and yeah 
it it's right. also and, yeah, I don't know. And and even 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 then, like uh, sometimes when we when we it's good not knowing. Yeah. Right. If you if you know that your family is predisposed to a certain disease, then you almost it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways. Right. Where if you don't know, Mm -hmm. you just live in the moment. You're not fearing some terrible outcome. Um, You know, your your kids have Mm -hmm. your health as a history, you know, and their dads as well. So uh, there's. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that there's a huge advantage to knowing that either so much. Well, at least I don't feel like it. But what I do feel is missing uh, and always felt was missing is like the tradition and heritage. Mm-hmm. Like we have a very small family here. And so like I'd see friends having these big family reunions and, you know, all these mm-hmm. like ethnic traditions that they had. And we just were like our own family. It was never, uh, well, my great grandma used to do this. And so then my grandma did it. And, you know, there's nothing that was passed down through the ages. It's almost like our history and our heritage and our tradition started with this family unit. And while I love all of these Mm. traditions that we do and little things that we do, I really find myself, especially now, uh, longing for a little bit more information and and more connection to my heritage. And almost in the same way, um, like the way I was so drawn to in high school, the name Diana. And it turns out that was actually the name my mother, my birth mother gave me at birth was Diana Lynn. And Mm. and then then you go, aha, that makes sense. And it's incredible incredible that I was so drawn to it right without even knowing and now now um, I'm wondering are there some other things in my genetic makeup that are causing me to be drawn to the things that I'm drawn to now like I'm so I'm so interested in like Egypt and ancient Egypt I'm interested in you know, lots of different things that I wonder if somehow that's a genetic mm, um, mm. imprint. And so I am, I am thinking about really doing one of those, uh, one of those doing, doing those tests where you see what is my, you know, it's not about the people anymore. I don't want to know who my grandmother and grandfather and what they did and what status they had. No, no, I don't want that. I want the ethnic yeah, I understand. background and I think you know I don't know if that makes sense for me it's it's more that I they choose Yaya and I mean that's Indian and so I had that name uh, when I was adopted and mom and dad I mean in Swedish I know we've been talking about that Recently, I've been talking about that. Just a lot of people uh, global now are like, how do you pronounce your name? Which is a really nice thing to ask. I think we talked about it as well mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, but, uh, and, and in Swedish, yeah, yeah. you say, uh, <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that is, in Swedish, it means yes, yes. So it's 
of course, a lot of people think that so much mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Well, so, and so I say that all the time my too. My parents, they, they said, yeah, but it's easy to pronounce. We like the name. We keep it. Um, and I'm really, really grateful for that because mm-hmm. I love my name. But then I found out, I think it was when I was working mm-hmm. in the hotel industry for over 20 years, I had uh, an India couple from mm-hmm. London, I think it was, uh, and they said to me, do you know what your name means? It means freedom and, and so on. And then now, uh, I know <sighs> as well that it means victorious and actually my son's name is victory (laughs) and my daughter's name means light so it's very oh for heaven's sake my name is both freedom and it is uh victorious um and i know that that's it's a reason for that but I chose that name. I, I just know it because I could feel it mm-hmm. very strong now. And that is also part of my vision for yes. my company. <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm working with. It is mm-hmm. also create more freedom in the world to be able to be yourself. And through right. the, the clothes in your wardrobe and, and to be able to help others to see their unique uh, personalities and uh, so they can have more freedom uh, within themselves and so on. So, so somehow, for me, <laughs> the name is so, I don't know. I have chosen to also believe that I was adopted um, or they chose to, to give me away, whatever you say, uh, because my purpose and mission is mm-hmm. so much bigger than myself. And that is something that I can feel now, truly. Uh, yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not only a name. It's so much more to it for me. Without, without sounding like, it, you know. Sorry. I was going to excuse myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to excuse myself, but uh, yeah, but that's just something I could feel in my whole body and my uh, deep inside and my soul and everything mm-hmm. that this is so meant to, to be. Oh. Uh, yeah. I think uh, it, it's incredible how, um, you know, I, you and I quite often uh, find things when we're discussing that we say, we're connecting the dots, connecting the dots. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. more and more every day, absolutely, um, everything is connected. Everything mm. has it is. has a bigger reason, has a bigger purpose. Absolutely. And yeah. there's you know, a reason that we're pulled to do what we do and a reason to share what we're pulled to share. And yeah, I, I think, you know, even the fact that we we one of the first things that we connected over was the fact that we were both adopted it was like oh my goodness so cool and mm. and uh, i don't know i i i do think that there's uh the things that excite you the things that intrigue you um there's a reason behind it and and there's an origin to that that maybe we're, we're not consciously aware of but it sure is fun to connect the dots and, and follow 
you know, follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Very cool. It is cool. Well, my it dear, is. I have, um, hmm? um, I don't know. I think, I think I've got, yeah, we are at 1130 my time and I have another appointment. So I'm going to have to say goodbye, but um, yes. I sure, I sure would like to carry on this conversation a bit more and um, continue to connect the dots with you at her table. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea yeah. because we have a lot to talk about when it's in terms of that. Yes, we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. We do. Yeah. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest so of your day. You. Yes, thank yeah, you, you as well. Too. Yeah, you too. All right. Have a good one. You too, yeah. my dear. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.